Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who's worse, Brandon Staley or Josh Giddy? The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Code, DCU Penn's finest, Chris Coacher, CB Coacher Boy. We got another great episode for you guys today. Obviously, NBA Weekly and Summit's Plummets are going to be up first. We're going to talk about uh, Week 12, potentially had the game of the year with uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Buffalo Bills. Um, had the first 400-yard game in, however, in centuries for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And... Uh, and, and then Chris's Ravens also got a win on um, Sunday night. Uh, and, you know, sneakily, things are getting crazy over there in, in the AFC. Broncos have won five straight. Uh, the first seed in the AFC switched like four times in the matter in the matter of three days. It was completely crazy. And then we're going to preview week 13. Because as I just said, the Eagles and Bills arguably just had the, the game of the year. The Eagles got to potentially run back another game of the year s game against uh, the the other NFC heavyweight, the San Francisco 49ers, and of course, Hots Locks. We're going to do all that. Uh, but of course, we're going to get into Summit's Plummets first, and Danny can get us kicked off, as always. Yeah, my sum of the week, the Pittsburgh Steelers have outgained an opponent and won somehow. Uh, but guess what? The cold take of the week, or the uh, plummet, I'll say, we did 16 points. 16 points having 450 yards of offense. How is that possible? I don't know. Hey, it's all about, you know, sustaining your drives and whatnot, but I'm proud of y'all. I'm I'm very proud. Defense, I mean, yes, it took Jake Browning, but hey. Y'all have held several teams to abysmal offensive performances, but the fact that Pickett is now accessing the middle of the field. I don't know if that's a newfound confidence. I don't know if that's 100% on play calling that he is targeting the middle of the field more or finding more success there. Uh, but, um, yeah, Steelers. Play calling, play calling is 1,000%. And as Chris says, TJ Watt is so unreal. He is. Yeah, I mean, uh, him and Miles Garrett and, and Michael Parsons are going to be going tooth and nail for that defensive player of the year. But I am afraid Miles Garrett is due. So, well, he's nobody, cooked. nope, he's, nope. He's cooked. He's, he's not cooked. He's not cooked, man. 
How long is he off for? They said his arm's in a sling, so I don't know. Uh, he's Miles Garrett, so <laughs> I think he'll be okay. Uh, Chris, you want to deliver deliver the goods, the summits and plummet? Summit. Thank you, Baltimore Ravens, for letting me see my boy Keith Mitchell run wild. I was happy to see Keith Mitchell get the ball in um, the pass game. So that was really cool for me to see. I, I, I was thinking about it like before the game. I'm like, uh, no Mark Andrews. Like, we'll need another safety blanket. And I was wondering like what it would be. And it was cool to see Keith Mitchell get a couple of looks out of the backfield. Um, on top of having some uh, pretty good runs, explosive plays. So um, I'm happy to see that. Happy that the Ravens got a win. I was a little nervous about the game on Sunday just because you just never know. Like, I think everybody says it, but any team can lose on any day. But I was a little nervous about my boys. But they pulled it out. So I'm happy. I'm happy about that. So yeah. that's, that's my summit. Hell yeah. yeah, I was just saying, when you're playing a team, e- even as bad as the Chargers are, when you're playing a team that's got at least, you know, Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, anything can happen. They were quite literally the only two keeping the yep. the thing afloat. Chargers defense wasn't horrible. I might be box score watching a little bit, but, uh, you know, Zay Flowers had a phenomenal game. Could you imagine if he was on the Chargers? Could Man, you it's imagine? Almost, it's almost him? like that was possible. Could you imagine Quinn Johnston going right before Zay Flowers and me being an idiot, I am being almost upset. I was like, oh, I wanted Quinn Johnston. Now, today, I could not want Quinn Johnston on my team less than I did on draft night. Uh, Yo, so- Danny, I remember 2020, Danny was like, he really was trying to talk me into Jalen Rager. And the Eagles draft him. I'm like, all right, I have no choice but to get behind this. <laughs> Dog, three weeks into the season, I'm like, damn. Damn, 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 damn. Damn. I mean, of course, things would not have worked out the same way. Like, we wouldn't have Jefferson Smith and A.J. Brown, obviously. But, man. Jefferson Jefferson Smith, though? Jefferson and Smith or Jefferson and A.J. Brown or any combo (laughs) of those two would be ridiculous. Like, like Justin Jefferson with any Pro Bowl-level wide receiver would be so entirely unfair because you cannot – double team him it's not like that worked in the first place <laughs> so uh and then did you have a plummet i sure did i sure did oh. um <laughs> and um danny close your ears for this because you don't get to celebrate my plummet is the fact that the lakers <laughs> were supposed to play a game against philly last night but i think only like two people showed up so they end up calling the game early um mercy rule uh 44 point 44 to zero i think the score was the lakers didn't play um, so yeah, that's my plummet. And the only reason why it's a plummet, I knew Joel and B could have a good game. I'm like, you know what, AD, maybe he does something wrong. Triple double through three quarters, shout out and beat. Um, I'm a maxi believer, and uh yeah, so that's my plummet. Also, I had like a, a fake summit. I want to give myself some credit for drafting Tyrese Halliburton and Jason Tatum one and two in my fantasy league with the picks I had. Because Tyrese Halliburton is the best fantasy point guard this year, and Jason Tatum, he's a 3-4 in fantasy. He's the best small four in fantasy this year. So, big ups to me. Jason Tatum leads all. Jason Tatum is third in the NBA in defensive rebounds. He's the only non-big in the top 10. That's what's been doing it, too. Those double-double yeah. points for Tatum just randomly. And then he's been getting four to five assists a game, too. He's he's really expanded his game. And before the season started, that's one thing I wanted to see him do, like really have a better floor game. Not saying he couldn't before, but it just he didn't have to. Mark Smart took so many of those decisions away from him, whether bad or good. So it's cool to see him kind of, you know, expand his game that way. Sorry, y'all. I'm yeah, mad. yeah. No, I would agree. Um, easiest you know, way. Uh, Go ahead, Danny. That was the Embiid's sixth career triple-double. I was telling Tony the other day, 
And B like has never had a triple double. Like he like because I know my stepbrother, his girlfriend's dad, bet um, beats triple double like two years ago. And I was like, dude, that's so rare. That's like once every like two years he gets this. Yeah, like uh, like Chris was just saying with Tatum's playmaking leap, I will say Embiid has taken a bit of at least a reactionary playmaking leap. So Halliburton, where I think Halliburton does it, like Halliburton, Trey, LaMelo Ball, all your pure point guards, they are anticipatory playmaking. Like they'll see things happening. Or even before things are happening, they know what's going to happen. I'm going to make the dish. And Ja, too. I like him like that. And Ja, as well. I'll give him his credit as well. Guys like Embiid, Giannis, Tatum, they are reactionary. It's like, I'm going to drive and kick, or I'm going to get doubled, and then I'm going to kick. I'm not necessarily seeing the play before it happens. I just know I'm in trouble, but I'm going to make the correct play. And there's nothing wrong with that. No one's asking them to be Nikola Jokic. Uh, But... I'll, I'll give him beat his flowers at what he's been doing as a passer this year is very impressive. He is averaging more assists per game than James Harden, believe it or not. Crazy stuff. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely on his way as of right now to a, another MVP uh, as it looks right now, at least uh, we'll see how the voting goes. Um, but yeah. And then with Tatum, I was just going to say real quick before I get into my summit plummets, easiest way to set, see it, Easiest way to tell if Jason Tatum is trying in a basketball game, look at his rebounds. If he's got four boards, he's clocked out. If he's got 10 boards, he's 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 playing really well. Like um and he's in a bit of a, like a shooting slump-ish kind of thing, but I will say a lot of it has to do with uh kind of like a lack of touches, which we can get into later cuz we're going to talk about in-season tournament night um and you know the end of the in-season sort of but real quick uh summit Jalen Hurts goaded MVP. Um, <laughs> look, man. Certainly look, is. Look, Certainly look, is. man. I don't know what did Jalen do to get so many haters. It's first he for last year. Oh, he he a running back. Like he's not that good of a thrower. And now his rushing touchdowns don't count because they're from one yard out. And then his QB draw touchdowns don't count because he goes untouched. What do you want him to do, man? Like. Maybe the middle of the field is so wide because they're so worried about him tacking outside the numbers because he is statistically the best quarterback throwing deep down the sideline. Uh, he is literally prime Russell Wilson in that aspect, I promise you. Um, but, man, I can't wait for the Lamar versus Jalen Super Bowl, man. I'll I'm gonna, I'm be there. I'm be there. Families Chris will be, be there. there. Families will be Fam- family, uh, Families will be fed. Imagine, and- imagine Keaton Mitchell, DeAndre Swift duel. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, uh, it sounds hilarious on paper, but that's actually a banger. And exactly. another thing, another double summit, because this Sunday was a DeAndre Swift masterclass, and it once again proves, yes, this O-line is great. I promise you not everybody can run behind it. Kenneth Gainwell can't run behind it. Boston Scott can't run behind it. The only one that seems to be able to run behind it is DeAndre Swift. When we ask our, our Eagles fans do this every single week, Kenneth Gainwell starts. All the Twitter is like, why is he starting? Where is DeAndre Swift? What did DeAndre Swift do? We put DeAndre Swift in. He makes a couple big plays. And then we're like, why don't you just start? Like, why are you being stubborn? Like, forget about the pass blocking, bro. Like, you can put Kenneth Gainwell in on pass plays if you want him for blocking. But, like, yeah. But we can move on to NBA Weekly. And we talk a lot about uh, Celtics, Lakers, and Sixers here. So, I'll just get quick Celtics out the way. They have to win by 22 plus tonight. 
and the Nets have to win by less than 16 if the Celtics want to win their group. If they want a wild card spot, there's a couple different things, but I'm locked in. I, I, I want them to advance to the elimination round. But let's talk about some different teams. Um, um, I'll say I'm just looking at who's playing tonight. Well, we could talk about the uh, we could talk about some of the let's talk about the Texas teams. Let's talk about the Texas teams. It's a, this seems like a good episode to do that. Um, but we can start with the Rockets. I mean, what Ime Udoka has, even at eight and six, I mean, that's still really good for, for the Rockets right now. A young team, Ime has them bought in. Um, and Alperin Sengun is uh, nice, and we all I knew, knew that. I'm glad yeah. everyone here knew Alp is 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 we knew it is nice. Um, Chris, Chris, are we watching? Are do you think we're watching Linsanity, or do you think like Ime's like actually got this team in a good spot? Ime's been a great coach. It just people forgot because he's a, a freak. Other than that, <laughs> Ime's oh, legit been a great coach. Like like. If, and you can tell, like, for one thing, like, X's and O's shows one thing, but in basketball, the way a, a player listens to you, especially the elite players on your team, the way Tatum will be locked in to Ime Udoka huddles, like, just listening to him or taking direction, it's different. And and not saying that Missoula isn't doing a great job, because I think Missoula is doing a pretty good job, but it's different. And I think Ime Udoka is not only a player's coach, he knows how to get the most out of players, because it's a difference. You can be a player's coach and just cater to players and do what they want to do. Ime knows players and knows like how to get the most out of them. I think that's beautiful because not only was he an ex-player, but I think he was, he's also a role player. So he gets the most out of the <clears throat> Jay Sean Tates. He gets, he can help Shane get to another level that, I mean, I thought he would get there, but he's getting there faster. He's I, Jabari Smith's maturation hasn't been talked about a lot, but he's looked a lot better. Even though he's maybe scoring less, Jabari Smith's looked a lot better. So I think they're legit. I think they can go for anywhere between that six to 10 spot. Um, just because I think the West is so loaded, it's, it's just difficult to get in that top five. I mean, it's possible, but I think they can be a, a easy at the end of the like you know, the end of the um automatically end seeds for the playoffs, or they can go to the uh playing turn and make some noise because I think all they were missing was a legit point guard. And Van Vliet in the Raptors, a lot of time he he was more of a scorer because they needed him to, but he's a pretty good playmaker too, and I think it's helped. The lights of Shane Goon, the lights of Jalen Green, and everything like that. So I think they're they're good. I think they're really good. I think rim, rim protection could be an issue when they play the bigger teams in the West. But if they can keep defending on the perimeter like they can and, and rebounding, which they're doing really well and sharing the ball, I think they got a chance. Yeah, one thing I want to say about Jabari Smith is like with so many top picks on the team, not everybody's going to end up having the pretty stats. Somebody's going to have to take a third wheel role or whatever it may be. That's fine. As long as you develop into a fine player, who cares? Like, is Jabari Smith the guy you just bring on your date with your girlfriend? He just like tags along. He's a third wheel. No, no, he, I wouldn't even he, say that. Only reason I wouldn't say that is because what Jabari does well, they need him. Like, like they need him mm-hmm. to do well. Like, because Jabari's a good stretch. And outside of Dylan Brooks shooting eight threes a game and Jalen Green maybe a Van Bleet, like I think Jabari Smith's like percentage wise might be better. And it helps Shane going too because that way Shane going can kind of. Will and deal down low, you know, have some yep. space. But I think get the uh, thing in the middle of the floor and just move it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think he's gonna. I think as he gets in, I haven't even seen Amon even really get acclimated into the the game as much as as possible yet. So knowing that they have a weapon like that, because you see what his brother's doing as just just as an athlete. Yeah. I would say I would I would say play Amon in the same role, like have yep. him just be yep. 
a gadget guy. He has yeah. the same metrics and everything. So I don't know. It's worth a shot. But yeah, I would agree. And one thing about Ime, because you mentioned Missoula, is that what I don't like about some Celtics, all right, it's fine to like be like, look, like Ime had to go, like Ime broke team policy. And it's kind of like, how do you bring him back after a year? Like that is kind of awkward. Um, and like, okay, that's fine. What's not okay is try. Let's not try to sit here and, and say Joe Mazzola is a better coach than Ime Odoka. He's not. He He's might not. be a better. He might be a better offensive mind. Maybe he plays very an- analytical based basketball, and he kind of, kind of not because Ime just let Tatum do whatever he wanted, and that's kind of how the Celtics got to the finals. But, um, yeah, let's just not let's just not sit here and act like Ime is is not a better head coach than Joe Mazzola because uh. Um, that uh, he is, he, he and Joe Joe's a fine head coach. It's fine. Uh, however, you are expected to win with this much talent on your team. So figure it out because for years Brad Stevens could not handle talent. He could not manage talent. He could. He's a great floor raiser, but kind of like Doc Rivers, how do you manage talent? Um, I hope just you know Ime doesn't fall come to that. Onto the Dallas team, they're Dallas ugh. Texas team they're playing tonight is the Dallas Mavericks. Um. Dallas ten and six, and kind of just what we thought. Historic offense, two of the greatest offensive players I think I've ever seen in my life. Kai and uh, Luca, uh, Derek Lively's been a, a very fine plug-in for them. Um, uh, Hardy and Green, obviously, you know, taking some next level steps. Uh, Tim Hardaway, still, still our favorite. Yo, I love him, man. I love him, man. He is not scared of a single shot on the basketball court. <laughs> you gotta love hey, y'all, it. The Mavs are missing two things. They're missing two things. I think we might be on the same wavelength on this one, but I'll let you go. Yeah, because I want to hear. It. Danny, shout out to your team actually being smart and getting Kelly Oubre. They're no, missing. No. They're missing. They're, a they're wing. missing Paul Paul Reed, Chicago legend. Oh, there's not uh, a single basketball team in the association missing Paul Reed. I promise you. I do love B-Ball Paul, but I, and and, it, and to Danny's point, B-Ball Paul wouldn't hurt. He's better than Rashawn Holmes. I tell you that. He's yeah. better than Rashawn. Yeah. So, but yeah, they're missing a wing that can really do something because for now they have to switch their wings out. Like if they want defense, they have to put in Josh Green. If they want to be able to shoot, they got to put in Tim Hardaway. They're missing an Ubre type, and what they need to do is to hope that. Clint Capella is on the block soon because that's what they need. They need a, a, a older version of Lively to let Lively kind of get ready and get into it for the next couple of years. They need somebody to show Lively how to effectively roll to the rim and effectively be and to and how to be effective without touching the ball for eight to twelve positions in a row, like just rim running straight down the court. And I think Lively's getting it, but I think Capella's the king of it. He's done it with Harden. He's done it with Chris Paul. He's done it with everyone. So I think they're missing a wing that can. The, a two-way wing, and they're missing a Capella type. Like, you know, that mode of Capella, Mitchell Robinson, Mark Williams, like that seven-footer that can, Just you know, li- lively lob, but five years old. Yeah, lively but lob. five years old. Anything but Dwight Powell, to be honest with you. Lob, lob block. Lob block. That's yep. all you need. Yep. But, I mean, Derek Lively's been, like, good. He's He's been I, – I think he's been good. Um, you know, not necessarily, like, like – I think when you have him, you should – you need, like – 
I mean, JaVale's a little old at this point, but like you would need a JaVale, you would need a Dwight Howard. Uh, I mean, the way DeAndre Jordan looked last night, that DeAndre Jordan, they say Jokic has to stop center. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're playing all right. Um, the defense is atrocious. I mean, like if they get down, it's over because they cannot pair buckets and stops. They can pair buckets. They can go bucket with anybody. But once they can't score, it's over because they're not stopping the other team. Um, and they, I'm shocked they believe Grant Williams was going to fix that. <laughs> but um, and Grant Williams up, is not fixing much on an NBA roster. He's going to give yeah. you an occasional three, uh, some defense here and there. He's and this like, is why if, uh, if Marcus Smart was a Kmart version, or if PJ Tucker was eight years younger and had a short and and looked like uh, Grant Williams, that's exactly who he is. He shoots four yeah. bingo. More threes though. He shoots more times. He misses a lot though, but he shoots more than PJ, I guess. Yeah, Grant is shooting. I can't see his percentage. Thirty. My guess is thirty-seven percent. My guess is thirty-seven. Uh, I'll be able to find out for you right that's now. That's a great Grant. guess, Danny. Honestly, I'm Grant Williams stats. Let's see it. He is shooting 46% from the field. Oh, I'm going to find his three. I'm going to find his three-point percentage because that's really the only one that matters. Yeah, he's probably shooting like 41 if that's the case. Then. I'm sure he doesn't shoot 44. many Four. Oh, my God. I knew God. it. I knew he doesn't shoot many twos, yeah. He's got a strap. Okay, never mind. I, I, let me stop <laughs> disrespecting him. But no, <laughs> shout out Emei for making Grant Williams playable, man, for a whole playoff run. That's unreal work. He's uh He's special. You, may have Doka, you yeah. have black magic. Whatever I put in our hots and locks, you have in Grant Williams. No, nah, he just got – he just – he the freaky fairy, that's all. That's hey, all nothing wrong is, with man. that. Nothing wrong with that. No, 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 no. There's something wrong with it when it affects my basketball team, man. <laughs> There's something wrong with it. And you are married to Nia Long. Unreal what fumble. Is, uh, what are you doing? It's like How Mark Sanchez fumble. Ime Udoka, they're like this level right here. What is uh, crazy? You know how great Ime is. He had Nia Long blaming the Celtics for it. Not even, not even him. She was Different. like, "Stop putting his business out there." Say it, Danny. Black Magic. Yo, what Black does Ime Magic, have? <laughs> well, moving on to the last Texas team, the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs have lost Spurs. a million games. Sporks. The San Antonio Sporks have lost. A million games straight, and um, I don't know why. I don't know if this is just their devious tank job, but uh, it's never been more obvious that Trey Jones should start at point guard. I don't know what the holdup is. He is a great playmaker. He is so – Sohan is not a bad basketball player. That's not my point. But why are you running a power forward at point guard? It just doesn't make sense. It just it doesn't make sense. But why Trey, do they hate Wimby? I don't know. They hate Wemby and Trey. Free Wemby and Trey already. Dude, you know how many times I've turned on league pass and I watch Wemby just running down the lane? Like, after a missed shot, he's, like, filling the lane. And they just won't throw it to him. Like, like he'll be, like – and it's not like it's somebody in front. He's doing a rim run by himself and they're Literally, not – Like, open the in the lane. Or run. or he'll fight, or he'll see a guard sitting in there. I'm going to post up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I don't get how pop lets it happen either. Like – for one thing, yeah, he's he's sick for that man. Like, uh, 
He's I'll be letting it happen to Timmy. Man, and my thing is with uh with who they have, like with Keldon and Vassell, they're really aggressive offensive players, and I like them as offensive players. But I think what they've been used to is them just being the guy because the Spurs was so bad, and the Bur- the Spurs are still really bad, but now they have the guy. So now you have to get it to him to see what it's for. And I don't think they've grasped that yet. So that's why I agree with you. Trey Jones should 100 percent start. Like, look at Tyus Jones. He he tries to stop Jordan Poole from making stupid mistakes, but he can't stop him. He's just immovable force. You can't stop Jordan Poole. He tries, but look at Trey Jones would, would do so much better. I, I I want more for Wimby. Free Wimby. He should be a yes, I I know you can't directly compare, like, oh, look what Tyus is doing, and then Trey could do that. Yeah. This is the only situation where I was like, look what Tyus is doing. I promise you, Trey can do that. They're the same exact player. They they're not they weren't called the sheriff for no reason at Duke. Like they play defense. They strap up. And I'm pretty sure Trey's last year at Duke led the ACC in uh assist the turnover. Tyus has been doing that for years off of the bench, having a five to two turnover ratio or assist to turnover ratio. That's ridiculous. Yep. They need to they need to put they need to play Trey more because Trey's looking for Wemby. And I will say. I'm fine with Keldon and and Devin uh, Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell getting their shots up because more often than not it's going in, uh, especially with Vassell. Oh my God, he's so good! But let's realize who the best player on the team is. And Wemby's because of the pro stuff, and even now his IQ is really good, like mm-hmm. really really good IQ. I'm not gonna say like rookie LeBron level IQ because he's just he's just a little different. It's unfair, but no, Wemby's he knows his he knows the mismatches. He knows the, you know. Fast breaks. I'm gonna get in the lane, whether he's getting the ball or not. You know, yeah, Wimby that's not really up to him. But let me prove to me that he knows that he knows what he's doing. The way he defended Jokic, um, nobody defended mm-hmm. Jokic that well. And to see, even though he's got scored on Jokic, is, is who he is. But Wimby played really good defense, really good positional defense, really good staying vertical. He stayed out of foul trouble for the most part. That that was a good sign for me because I've seen Anthony Davis. And Jaren, Jaren Jackson, not even a real player. I've seen Anthony Davis struggle against hey. uh, Jokic before. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I got a picture with him. I, I, do I got a picture with him. I'm sorry. You also I'm, got a picture with T Morant. Oh, shout yeah. out T. 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 Jaren, greater than. But yeah, he looked like no. Usher. <laughs> Yo, I did he say did. that. He did. He, he looked like Usher a little bit. He does. He do. Yo, especially with the glasses. Yo, I thought it was Usher. He's sitting there with. I said, "Well, who's TM?" And I was like, "Is that T Mac?" Yo, he's tripping. Nah, I'll say this. Uh, funny thing about Jaron Jackson, he was like, he wants to play for Team USA. Team USA does not want you playing for them. It's over, brother. Sorry, but um, bro. yeah, it's I'll, like yeah, uh, Furkan Korkmaz. Who better won? learn summer league Chinese? Oh yeah, he's <laughs> Furkan Korkmaz requesting a trade. Who won me? Turkey from no. Turkey. <laughs> no one. <laughs> so with the uh, last thing I'll mention about um about Wemby, funniest thing ever is that video of him getting uh. Like posted up by, uh, what's his name? Who's that? Who's that really big guy on the Grizzlies? Is it uh, what's oh. his name? Yeah, uh, yeah, Kenneth Kenneth Lofton. Yeah. Oh, so he Kenny was posting Lofton. up Wemby in like the U sixteen whatever tournament, and people were like, "Oh, like imagine when he has to play Embiid. Imagine when he has to play Giannis." First of all, nobody can guard either of those two. So <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna expect out of. You know Wemby, but but and then second thing is, you you can back him down all you want. The thing is, is that he has to reach up, and his hands are between you and the rim. So, do what you want with that. Now, uh, we can get into some little Week Twelve uh recap 
Um, uh, free Bryce Young. That's all I kind of really got to say about that game. Uh, they kind of cleared house. Um, I'm not. Did they? Uh, the, what they they moved their special teams coordinator to interim head coach. They're kind of just a mess, man. I mean that that's like the 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 simplest way to really put it. Um, none of the none of the Thanksgiving games were really crazy. Oh, Chris. Chris locked the Panthers, by the way, uh, That's and insane, his hot bro. and and his hot take missed. But I will say the Cowboys ran up the score in the fourth quarter. Completely unfair. Yeah, they scored twenty five points in the fourth quarter, dog. It was it was a twenty to ten game going into the fourth. Man, they can eat one. Um, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Danny's Danny's hot. Wait, I- I'm done with the uh, the narrative that the Cowboys blow teams out of the water like from the from the gates. They are play they play close games. And then they just like beat up on teams when they're ass. Exactly. That, yes. Yes. And then Dak gets MVP praise for it. Dak has been fucking awesome this year, man. Dak has been really, really good. He also has not beat a team that is really, really good. And that's not all on him. This is a team game, and wins are a team stat. But you got to bring this same energy, man. He put up the stats against Philly. You've been putting up the stats against Phillies for years. You have to do it against the Niners. You have to do it against the Niners because the way it's shaping up, you're going to San Fran in the second round for the, what, third straight year? Or you're playing them in the playoffs for the third straight year. You got to beat them, man. You got to get the monkey off your back. Or otherwise, you're never beating that rep. Just like Joel Embiid, he will never get the rep of, like, Boston completely is in his head like he can't beat Boston until until Dak beats the Niners in the playoffs or in general um you know it's going to be dark for him but yeah I agree Danny uh Lions are frauds I think we knew that though um and oh, I went too far forward okay looking at some of the Sunday games um cuz nothing to really talk about Tim Boyle but any game y'all wanted to talk about in particular? I mean, we had the Caleb Williams, Drake Maybowl in New York. Uh, Jags, Texans. You want to talk about that one? That's the one I want to talk about. Yeah, you go ahead, Chris. T- take it away, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dallas. That's me, unfortunately. But I will say this. We watched the Prince That Was Promised versus CJ Stroud. And I will say, I was not disappointed. Uh, I, I was looking for a shootout. I got what I wanted enough. I seen some playmakers play. Um, watching CJ Stroud week to week, it's like I hadn't seen him in three months. He just gets better and better every time. He made some turnovers. Like I, I do get that. Totally get that. But the throws he did make, I'm like, wow, this dude looks like. And a quarterback is going to be in the elite conversation for a while. So it was cool to see that. Um, I don't know. I think, oh, Calvin really dropped a touchdown. That was rough. But outside of that, I think it was a really good game. Um, I think that'll be one of those to where we look forward to Jacksonville Texans, which sounds like such a crazy sentence. Um, who would have, who would have ever said that like three years ago? <laughs> right. Who would have that, ever said that, that the beginning of the season? Literally. So I think that's really what, what I take away from that game. It was just cool to see the two young quarterbacks actually show up because we've talked about on here so many times we want to see a certain game and we hadn't got it. I think we got a, a good quarterback for performance from both of those. And um, I want to shout out Tank Dale too. Uh, I was I wasn't as high on Tech Dale. I didn't think he was gonna be this effective this early. Uh Danny did. Danny did, God did. 
So those two did. They know. I did not know. I did. No, I had no. I said it before Danny. I said I said at the Senior Bowl. I said Jaden Reed, Tank Dell. They gonna be nice. Oh, sorry. Well, rephrase. Don't worry about it. True, Danny. God did. All three of y'all did. I didn't. I know I did. I definitely did. I was off. I was wrong. Um, so shout out to Tank Dell for, for for proving proving me wrong. You know what I want to say about Tank Dell though? His combine was atrocious. And if I I take no stake in the combine, so I didn't care, but I was kind of like, damn, his draft stock going to slip. But like it definitely shouldn't because uh, he balls. Nico Collins also balls. He had seven catches yeah, he, for I'll 104 I'll, yards. That's ridiculous. That. I'm a fan of Nico uh, Collins too. I'm a fan of him too. Yeah, he was – that's another thing. A lot of people are kind of like, oh, well, Stroud is doing this with worse weapons. Like, Nico Collins never had a 1,000-yard a season. I'm like, Danny Danny can can advocate for this as well. It was so evident last year that Nico Collins was so unbelievably due. He was taking over the wide receiver one roles. He just had Davis Mills at quarterback. All due respect to Davis Mills. going to be a solid backup in this league for a very, very long time. But, like, come on. Like th- that team was just not good enough to have it a thousand yard receiver. Like they did not have the offensive line present. They did not have the overwhelming force at quarterback uh, to make that happen. Now, you know, they make each other. Like, I'm not saying that like, you know, Nico Collins is the greatest thing ever. I'm just saying, put respect on his name, put respect on Tank Dell's name, because I think truly by the end of this year, I think we'll start having conversations about them being a top 10 wide receiver duel if we're not already having the conversation because they are both very, very, very good. Conversation, at least, because the top three are – those spots are locked up. They're they're not up for debate. Wherever you want to put it, it's Brown and Smith and then Higgins and Chase and then you got uh, Hill and Waddle and then, you know. Everyone else go fight for everything else. Um, and then you got Pickens and uh Deontay Johnson somewhere down the line. But um you got uh Nelson Aguilar oh, and Odell Beckham on the, at at a number. They're the number. <laughs> Zay Bro. Zay Flower, Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman are certainly a duo. They are they are two players. <laughs> they are nice though. I go like Rashad Bateman, from what I saw, had a had a pretty good game. You see it for four minutes. Uh, yes, I saw all his. <laughs> I go. saw all his catches. I saw all his catches. Real I'll quick, too. Pop, 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 pop. Done. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. He had. What did he have? He he had two catches. I saw two catches. Oh my god! I thought he was hooping. I'm telling you, you see Rashad Bateman like he'll catch an 18 yard pass, and the next play he'll catch a 20 yard pass. You're like, all right, Rashad Bateman figured it out. Then you look up, end of the game, two catches, 30 yards. That was all he did. Like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that's done. Zay Flowers had five catches for 25 yards, bro. How do you do that? <laughs> Wait, you, you know who really turned up? Julio no. Jones. He was really in the game blocking. Olamide Zacchaeus. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Olamide Zacchaeus, big huff session. Really big huff session. Yeah, that was, that was tough. But we'll get to the Eagles in a little bit. There's any other games we want to talk about? Rams really smoked the, the Cardinals. Free Bryce Young. Desmond Ritter got a win, and uh, the Falcons are on the top of the South. Bijan got a touchdown too. I was happy to see Bijan got a touch. Bijan got a touchdown. I was happy to see it's crucial. Broncos, 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 Broncos. They won five straight. How? How do they keep doing? Because it? their defense. I heard a crazy stat. They let up seventy. Ever since they let up seventy in the next five or six games, whatever it was, they've let up less than eighty points, or they let up eighty wow. points in those combined games. That's wow. monstrous, man. Like that's 
That's pretty good to have a defense do a complete 180 like that. And yeah, they were hurt against the Dolphins, but you should never get 70 put up on your dome top. Uh, And it could have been more. And it could have been more. And the fact, I think Sean Payton needs his credit. I think what he's done is made things a lot easier for Russ. Uh, And then when he needs Russ to be, you know, when you need to let Russ cook, he's he's been cooking. The stats won't show it, but he is making big plays, especially that game against Buffalo, you know, where he's twirling around the backfield. And then he finds Sutton uh, in the deep corner like Jalen Milrow in the fourth and 31. Um, I got to give Sean Payne his credit, man. I I think they're now in the thick of the playoff race. Um, Defense has changed entirely. And the offense is starting to find a groove. I haven't heard any news about Jerry Jerry Judy wanting out. Not that he can get out. I mean, he can't get cut, but I haven't heard any news about him. Cortland Sutton's been balling. Um, Russell Wilson is cooking. He's Mr. Unlimited. You got to be unlimited. When you have that mindset, when you think about where you want to go in life, you got to be unlimited. And, and, and Broncos has been unlimited. I will not talk down on them again. And as for the Browns, Super Bowl hopes, over. It's over. Over. I had a slight chance with with Watson because, like, there is that ever so slight chance that maybe he can be somewhat of what he was in Houston. The thing's over. Um, Unfortunately, Temple legend P.J. Walker can't. He can't do it by himself. These receivers aren't good enough. So, and, uh, no. But real life, Dorian Thompson-Robson wasn't – all too horrible. I, there were some drops. Um, so, what happened? Is, is he okay? Is he alive? Uh, not quite sure. I'm not gonna lie, but that quarterback situation like makes my head hurt. Like, like every time I turn on a Browns game, it's like it's no offense. They're not moving, and I don't like it. I I hate watching stagnant offense. That's why you'll I never watch a Jets game. I'll, I'll never do it because it's just like. No matter who they got back there, quarterback, they can't move the ball downfield, and it's so frustrating. Free Brees uh, Hall, too, by the way. Free him. Free Brees Hall, man. Free Garrett Wilson. Free Garrett Wilson, my God. Brees Hall is a raven, I fear. Please make it happen. Garrett Wilson Ooh. is a stealer. Could you low imagine, key. Danny? Low-key. Actually, nah. Would, he, would the quarterback situation get worse? Nah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm serious. But, uh, um... Any other games we want to talk about before we talk about game of the year? I say like, nothing to talk about in the Monday game. I mean, Josh Dobbs, Lynn Sanity runs over. Who would have ever saw that coming? Um, all right. Well, we can talk about game of the year. Okay. Weekly rant about referees. Fans, please stop blaming referees. If a team lost by three points, you should probably look at your team and hold them accountable. Are you sure there were no plays where the Bills could have just done better to win the game? Maybe Gabe Davis could have ran the right route. Maybe James Cook could have caught the ball down the sideline. Maybe Josh Allen should not have thrown an interception in his own territory when they were up three. Josh Allen played amazing, by the way. I'm not necessarily saying that this loss is in any way, shape, or form his loss. He's quite literally the only reason they were in the game. But I don't know, man. Look inward. Why are you letting Jalen Hurts roll to his left, flip his hips on third and 15, fine. Zacchaeus in the back of the end zone over top of what's supposed to be one of the best safeties in the NFL. Why is Devontae Smith just cooking you? Why is, why is that happening? Um, Why is DeAndre Swift running all over the field, finding cutback lanes, making people miss? Like You got to look inward. 
I, I don't want to hear about the referees because, to be quite honest, the Bills got 10 penalties in the first half and they deserved every single one of them because your team was playing sloppy. Okay, enough of our free talk. Danny, let's talk about this game, man. One thing I want to talk about, it's uh, the fact that Gabe Davis is elite when it comes down the stretch. You said you're never betting on Gabe Davis in the chat. I said, fuck it. Gabe Davis is him when it comes down the stretch. In these no, big games, not. it's, it's not ass. Stephon Diggs. He's it's ass. Gabe Davis. He's ass. I agree. He's, He's not so good. ass. Game on the line. He ran an option route 30 yards downfield. I mean, fair. He did hit your bet. Kudos. He, but he, he, uh, he ran the option route. Allen put it the wrong way. What? <laughs> Allen made the easier throw. He threw it to an open area in the middle of the field. It does not get easier than that. Gabe Davis is a moron. Hey, man, I'm going to tell y'all, I watched Lamar Jackson throw it to Isaiah Likely. He didn't even turn around yet. The ball's already on the ground. I don't know what I don't know what route Likely was running. I don't know what route Lamar thought he was running. But it was like three of those plays. I was just like, please, Mark just Andrews, tra- can you go to the same doctor Kobe went to to get his back fixed and get your ankle fixed? Because we need something. <laughs> we Dude, need he, uh, Blood has a yeah. cracked fibula. If they make the champion, no, they they said he has an outside chance to make it if they make a deep run. But he has a which, they could very well find themselves in the AFC Championship game or Super Bowl without him because they employ Lamar Jackson. So why not? Yeah, why did I know he had a cracked tibia? Thank you for telling me that. Jesus, yeah, I thought yeah, it was, 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 was an ankle factor. I think it's a cracked fibula. Fibula. That ankle is destroyed. Point. That's the point. So one thing I want to point about Josh Allen though. 29 for 51. That ain't necessarily a pretty game. I'll say that. 51 pass attempts, but he did have 339 yards, two tutties. He also had 81 yards on the ground. He was he was running. Unfortunately, my king outplayed him. Jalen Hurts only had what 27 passing yards in the first half. Something abysmal. It was it was bad. It was getting bad. I was scared of Twitter. I had to block this one TikTok account that like I like their account. It's funny, but they were like trolling the Eagles. I was not in the mood. I had to block them. Um, but uh, Jalen Hurts, 18 for 31, 200 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, an interception, 65 rushing yards for two touchdowns. Devontae Smith finally got that 100-yard game. Needed that bad. He's had like two str- – he's had like a couple games of like 99 and 98 yards. No, we need the hundreds. We need them to – Need them to stack up. Come on. Uh, A.J. Brown caught a touchdown. Devontae Smith caught a touchdown. Skias caught a touchdown. Jalen ran in the other two. Come on, man. And then, I mean, Jake Elliott. I mean, Danny, as a former kicker, can only admire what Jake Elliott did. Oh, my Lord. In the rain, against a little bit of wind, 59 yards. That was nuts. Man. Now, where I have a problem, another thing that Bills fans can take accountable for, McDermott, you have – for, he called a timeout with Jake Elliott rushing to get on the field. Why? You just gave it. You didn't ice him. You gave him more time. Now you don't have that timeout. Uh, I think they might have had one. You have 20 seconds with the with probably the strongest arm in football, and all you got to do is go kick a field goal. You don't go for it. You literally watched a man with 13 seconds do that to you. You don't think you get – Josh Allen has had his way against his defense all day and and you do that yo uh, it's wet it's slippery the conditions aren't good 
And you're a coward. He is a coward. He's a coward. Nick Sirianni can never. Jalen Hurts can never. And Brandon Graham can never. Brandon Graham BG... said, we got Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he said, you don't know Jalen Hurts like I know Jalen Hurts. They don't know Jalen Hurts like we know Jalen Hurts, bro. Watching him, watching Jalen Hurts out there, it's kind of, it, like, how many athletes uh, have you guys, like, watched in your lifetime? Or, like, just name certain athletes where you're watching your lifetime. It's like, they're out there. You know you got a shot. Like, I felt that way about Carson Wentz in, like, 2019 when that team was abysmal. But I was like, hey, we got Carson. Like, we can, we might be able to win. Or in, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of some, like, really good 2010s team. I got one. Or, 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 or with Cam Newton. Like, when Cam Newton yeah. was in Carolina, I'm like, you got Cam, man. Like, you can do – anything can happen. If you have Jalen Hurts out there, I, I truly believe he can make anything happen. Like, he can make – he's starting to be able to make every throw on the field. He can do it from the pocket. He can do it rolling out. He can do it with his feet. He is one of the best all-around quarterbacks in the league. Like, I, and – this is one of those weeks, man, where we I talked with Danny a couple weeks back. I said, this is like any given week, a certain amount of guys can be quarterback too. Jalen Hurts, I I think. I do think he outplayed Josh Allen, and the stats won't back that up. And I think Danny might disagree, which is fine because, you know, Allen played great. If you disagree, it's okay. But I think when he needed to, when he needed to step up, down 10 in the fourth quarter, Jalen was mistake free. And um yeah, that's just my thoughts on that. But we can go to week 13. Um, Danny, did we want to start with any game? I didn't want to start with Niners Eagles right off the bat because we just yapped about them for an entire 15 minutes. So um, um I was like, oh, let's start. Oh, start with the Thursday game. It's Seattle visiting Dallas. Dallas. Which I have a very bad feeling because I'm I, I said uh, last week, I kind of thought the Commanders would bring more issues to the table for the Eagles than the Seahawks will. I just, I think the Seahawks match up really, really bad with the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys might have a day here. That's how I'm feeling. What do you think, Danny? I think that the Seahawks match up perfectly with the Cowboys. I think they can you throw think it on so? them. Yep. I don't think the Cowboys are built to beat a team like the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are a better team than people think. And they played a rough couple weeks. And I think they can go in against Dallas, against a team that lost to the Niners 42-3, to whatever it was, and beat them. I believe it's in Dallas as well. I disagree. I don't know where you see that they match up with Dallas well. Because, I mean, trenches for trenches, Dallas is only losing to, like, two teams in the league. Oh, Dallas likes throwing the ball. And you know who else – you know who likes to defend the ball really well in the secondary? Seattle. Seattle going to guard C.D. Lamb? They can put big They don't got no – they got no one in that second. They got – Tariq Woolen got benched. That's one. Two, no one in that secondary can guard C.D. Lamb. Quite, quite frankly, I don't think there's anyone in this in this league that can guard CeeDee Lamb. I agree He's with you there. Unreal this season. And even so, 
even top so, five, you, 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 we'll have conversations. We will have conversations because I'm there with you. I'm almost there with you. I'm there with y'all too. I just need to see a little bit less from some other guys, but we'll be there. We'll be there. I mean, this you know, season, uh, this season, he's been top three. This season, he's been top three. But you we, know, we got like the overall body of work. So we're getting the "There is a woman in Somalia" CD Lamb edits. Oh yeah, I know what you, I know what you're talking about. The the uh, smooth edits. The that's Paul uh-huh. George's song. <laughs> uh, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I think Seattle really matches up poorly, at least because of the trenches. Because even if Dallas doesn't want to throw the ball, I just get behind Tony Pollard. Let's get behind these backs. Fuck it. Let's get behind Dak. Fuck it. Let's run the ball with Dak. I don't know. I think Dallas is going to be able to run the ball however they want. They're going to be able to throw the ball however they want because, quite frankly, there hasn't been anybody that could stop them from doing what they want besides the Niners. But oh, who would have saw that coming? Uh, we can move on. Some Sunday games. Any other? Man, what a slate. Uh, ooh. Kyler visits Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Steelers. I was saying, Not a great I, felt, I, I felt, I felt, me and Danny felt a certain way about that game a couple of hours back. Just because Kyler's back, we we're kind of like, you know, maybe they could upset the Steelers. I don't know. The Steelers offense just might be too much. It, 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 imagine saying that two weeks ago. The Steelers' offense is too much. I, I think it could be though. I mean, four hundred offense is four hundred yards of offense is nothing to scoff at. Like for real. Like, um, let's see. Any other? I mean, yo, I will tell you this. This game mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve, Bears Cardinals will decide who gets this third or fourth overall pick. Bears Cardinals. Or what yeah, week is that? It's the week of Christmas, Christmas Eve. We'll talk about that when we get there. But uh, I'll say the Bears are getting something regardless because of, uh, because of the Panthers. But they leave no, uh, so. What? The, the Cardinals have their bye next week. Yeah. Yes. Our team's still having their bye. That's pretty, that's pretty astonishing as a fan. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Eagles had a good placed bye week. And then we're going to have another one. Well, if the Eagles keep winning, they're going to have like four bye weeks because they could lock up the one seed by like before they play the Giants for the first time. So, like, what do you even do? I don't know. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But a game I want to talk about this one right here six and five Broncos visiting six and five Texans. And they kind of play ball two different ways. One, one team dinks and dunks, runs the ball down the field, plays good defense. And the Broncos are coming, you no know, five straight. Texans, high-flying offense, defense, a little questionable. Um, I don't know. Chris, what, what are you seeing from this game? Because, you know, you, like you said, when you watch Stroud every week, it's it seems like he's getting better, but now you're facing a red-hot Broncos defense with Mr. Unlimited. I just want to hear your thoughts. Uh, <clears throat> Broncos country, let's ride. Into the sunset with the L by C.J. Stroud. No, but um, <laughs> um, I'm excited about this game, though. Um, I think the – like you said, the Broncos are real hot. I didn't believe in the Broncos between Neither us. Neither did I. I don't think any of us did. Between us three, I still don't. I still don't. So <laughs> maybe this, maybe this will help change my mind. But um, yeah, I mean, they have been playing really good football. But I'm a, I'm a CJ Stroud believer. Um, <clears throat> and I'm always a person who thinks offense beats defense. Maybe that's the basketball in me. But I just think offense beats good defense. And I think the Texans. You used a great word. 
I think did you say high powered or yeah, high powered. High, high, high flying, high powered. High flying offense. Yeah, they do. And I think this is this is the CJ Stroud prove it game right here. That six and five coming off of L. This is a, a pivotal game if you want to make the playoffs and you know want to do all those things. So I'm looking forward to this game. I see another big game from Stroud. I do. I see a big game from Russell Wilson as well, though. Um, with his feet and with his arm, I see him um having a pretty good game. So I'm looking forward to this one. Um, I think the Texans defense will play better than they have. I'm a fan of a lot of the players on the defense. I'm just waiting for them all to jail. You know, the Will Anderson, I like Stingley, I like I like a lot of the of their players, Petrie. I like so uh, maybe this is a game they can maybe put it together and put a couple stops together and help the um, Texans beat the beat the Broncos. But I think it's going to be a one of, one of the more slept on like game of the weeks probably. I think the winner of this game goes to the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people are kind of seeing from this game. I'd agree. Um, Danny, who do you have though? Who do you, who do you have? I have the Broncos winning. Um, you have the Broncos winning. Okay, six, six straight. I think Peyton finally got a groove under himself. I think they uh, they finally figured out what to do in order to make this team succeed. They're not a great team. They're a pretty average team. I don't think they're better than the Steelers, honestly. But here you go. They can win. I mean, I, win I agree. But they can win games. At, at the bare mm-hmm. minimum, they could be a backdoor playoff team. And what they're doing is better than the Chargers are doing. They're oh, having. Uh, they're putting their quarterback in positions to win. They're letting him play. Peyton came in and said, "Russ, be Russ." I think this division is a crapshoot. Aiden O'Connell is probably the second best quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes right now. The way yes. because <laughs> because because of the way that the Chargers coaching is. Herbert's talents all over the place, but the Chargers coaching is so low you just drag him down. And yeah, nothing- don't ever say that again in your life. Thank you. Justin, Justin Herbert is the second-best quarterback in this division. Quite frankly, Aiden O'Connell is the worst quarterback in this division. It's not necessarily close. Um, if you ever insult my glorious angel boy, J- Justin Herbert, find out where you live, which I do know where you live. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll make sure that a U-Pen alert gets sent out. So, uh, Escape uh, prisoner. Yes. <laughs> Rich, uh, Rich, Richard Renzo. That's so hard. That's such a nice name. That name is lit for sure. <laughs> his parents cooked. I'm not gonna lie. Definitely. And he got a nickname uh, like his nickname. What was it? When they say AKA White, that's kind. Of, you Rich, got a nickname. Richard, you, you like? No, no, no. He don't got a nickname. He got a second last name that he goes by because he's in jail a lot. <laughs> Yo, White Renzo. That's kind of hard though. It's kind of hard. Yeah. No. Never, never insult my glorious king though. For you, you, that is all. I'll be in a jail cell. Which that's like, okay. That, that's not real. Herbert is the second best quarterback, but the point still stands. Brandon Staley is abysmal. He needs to be fired. I think Frank Wright could go into the Chargers and coach a better job than Staley's doing. Kellen Moore, he's on the staff. Like, like, just fire him. Kellen Moore's got this, dude. He does. Can't be any worse. (laughs) Yo, y'all saw the lateral play the Chargers ran that the Cowboys ran last year. Man, what the what? Kellen Moore cooked. He cooked. (laughs) He cooked. That's the fastest I've ever seen Austin Eckler run. (laughs) Fantasy merchant. Fan, yo, fantasy merchant. Thank you. He's a bad running back. Um, (laughs) okay. So those are some of the games. I really like the Broncos Texans ones. Like I can't emphasize that enough. Um, I I, that's a game I like too. Uh, I like 
<clears throat> I mean, outside of you know the obvious that we're going to talk about soon, um, I think this Bengals uh, Jaguars game is going to be interesting. And the only reason I say that is because I'm looking, you're looking at it like uh, the Jaguars should win because the Bengals don't have their quarterback. For some reason, this game interests me because I can always see a letdown game from a team. Like I always, I feel like it's always one. And I think that game yep. interests me just off the strength. Uh, Browning hasn't played great. He hasn't played the worst for a backup quarterback. He, he hasn't, you know, done the worst. But this could be a big game from Chase hasn't had a big game in, the, in a couple weeks, obviously, because Burrow's been missing. You know, I, I think that's just an interesting game. Not, I'm not even saying the Bengals are going to win because I, I, I don't think that. But I think that's a game just to just to have on your radar just to see, like, you know, kind of what, what happens in that one. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's uh, look, uh, the the Jaguars are prone as anybody to lose, you know, gimme games or or let teams be, you know, competitive in games like that. What I would like to see one is for them bench Jake Browning, um, not not good. Elevate AJ McCarron, who once played for the Bengals and just got off playing for the St. Louis BattleHawks in the XFL, uh, who is serviceable bare minimum. Uh, I remember he used to be a legend in Alabama, but he was. Um, yeah. I agree. Like I could see this game being close. I do, you know, Jaguars was just simply out talent them. Yeah. Uh, like they have with a lot of teams because they're eight and three and fighting for that one seed. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence is starting to pick up some steam. Him and Calvin Ridley are starting to really find it, really getting going. Um, but enough enough small talk. Let's talk about some big dogs. Let's talk about the potential game of the year. And I actually I wanted to do it. We can talk a little bit more uh, about, about Falcons Jets. No, I was talking about Chargers oh. and whoever they're playing. But uh, so Eagles Niners, I kind of wanted to do a tale of the tape, breaking down each position because these are the two most loaded rosters in football. So yeah, let's do a tale of the tape. We can start at quarterback. Who is the better quarterback, Eagles, Eagles or Niners? Eagles. Okay. okay, not a debate. Uh, people might want to act like it's a debate. Brock Purdy is not a top ten quarterback. Hurts is clearly top ten. Simple. I will say this though, Purdy is not a liability though. I I, I will put that out there. Jalen is better. Jalen is better, but Purdy's not a liability, and he, I, I do think he's a really good quarterback. And it's going to be a shame when Kyle Shanahan, like the little slut he is, won't extend him because he has commitment issues. <laughs> uh, running back position, 49ers. Yeah. Forty well, Niners, Danny. You know- Yes, dude. Come on, come on. Yeah, CMC by himself will absorb that entire running back room. Like you're right. I, I was gonna say by committee, but Gainwell and Scott. Nah, he'll CMC will Thanos snap the entire running back room. Dude, true. See, I, Chris, CMC is the committee. That's Elijah true. Moore, yeah, Elijah, yeah, Elijah, basically, he's the system. He said, "You Elijah need your receiving back. He's got you. You need your blocking running back. He's got you. He's good. At Elijah everything. Mitchell's That's good it. too. That's the That's thing. Elijah he's Mitchell good too." Has, he doesn't get snaps. He's going to be on the Steelers next year as a third running back. Even when he is in the game, he's so good. Like, I don't know. Okay, yeah, right. we move on to bad. wide receiver units. I think we'll all go Eagles here. Hell well, yeah. Do tight ends count? No, nah, tight ends are going to be separate. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Well, yeah, I'll go Eagles too. And then tight ends will lean San Fran. Even if Goddard is ready to play, he's no Kittle. So. Yeah. Nah, Albert o-, Albert o clears Kittle. Be real. <laughs> Jack Stoll. <laughs> Jack Stoll wipes all these bums. He does. Okay. So right now the Eagles have quarterback, receiving room, Niners have running back and tight end. My favorite one probably this far is offensive line. I think Trent Williams is probably the best overall lineman in between these two groups. 
I think the Eagles just might have the better unit, though. But that is only if Lane Johnson is playing. Mm-hmm. If he's not playing, I will gladly give the edge to San Fran in that one. He'll play. He'll play. We'll see. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so. It's only fair. Need somebody to son Nick Bosa, so uh, he needs to be there. Um, and I guess we can we can flip it over to the defensive side. We can talk about. I mean, man, we're gonna talk about two of the best defensive lines in the in the NBA in the NFL. Two best defensive lines in the NFL. I think I want to go San Fran. I I think I want to go San Fran. It is really, really close. I, I, I'll i put it this I think I might go Eagles interior. I, I can't do it, but I, I'm going to have an answer. But Eagles interior, and I think I want to go San Fran on the edge. Same. I think I'll go San Fran overall mm. because those edge rushers, like they have two, they have one top-tier edge rusher, and then they have Chase Young who like has the potential to be that, and he's been really good. Then you got Hargrave in the middle. So I think I'm gonna lean that. Oh my god, it is it is so so close. Like Yeah, that's a good one. Danny, what do you think? I'm taking the Niners D line. Um I'm taking the Niners D line. That's fair. Because I, I don't count linebackers in the D line. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, linebacker. Do we even I, I don't even know if we have to say linebacker. Fred Warner is the best in the game. We are begging Darius Leonard to come sign with us. So I don't know, dude. Clearly, Hassan Reich and Nolan Smith are edge rushers, and that counts as linebackers in my book. Nah, we're counting them as D line. Let's count them as D line. When we say when we say linebackers, we're talking middle linebackers. So they're a wash in my book. Then they're a wash. You think like they're even? Yep. The one thing I like, I, I, I'm you know Hassan and Josh Sweat versus you know Young and Bosa. Jalen Carter, J- like I can't emphasize enough how good him and Davis were last game. They were both phenomenal last game. Javon Hargrave is a monster. He's I, I know firsthand. I-, I watched it last year. I'm watching it this year. I still uh, want to know we'll, how y'all got we can call it a wash. Jalen Carter. I still want to know how that happened. Jesus, uh, how Some, we black magic? Like, what how the- we how we is the black magic plug? He actually grows it in his backyard, <laughs> and he sells it to Mike Tomlin. He sells it to uh, Eric Spostra. He sells it to LeBron. <laughs> Everybody so, except uh, John Harbaugh, because we look at players and we get uh, none of them. Actually, yeah, no, he sells. We get Clowney six years late. We get Odell Beckham five years late. It's he okay. sells. He he sells the fake stuff to the Chargers. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got defensive lines is a wash. We got Niners clear in linebackers. Here's an interesting one. What about secondaries? Because the Eagles got better names. I've also watched them get torn to shreds. With the addition of Bayer, sure. I gotta go Eagles. Um, I, I gotta go Eagles. And I know he, he maybe hasn't been great, but I don't know. I think they just have more. I'll say big playability. Um, when somebody makes a mistake, so I'll just mm-hmm. give the edge to them off that alone. But I think, but I will say this: I think the 49 secondary is very, very solid, and I think they maybe they may even be more sturdy. You can say, but yeah. I think as far as big plays go, and I think this game will maybe be won by big plays because it'll be so close in the trenches. So maybe you have to, you know, make a big play on defense or make a big play on special teams. I think the Eagles got a better chance at doing that with their secondary. So I'd give them the edge. Yeah. With milk, 
Kevin Byer, Darius Slay, and James Bradbury. I don't see many people in the Niners secondary that really post a threat to me, honestly. Yeah, we'll be wrong with being out, too. Diamine Lenore, come on. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I could definitely see where you're you're coming on that one. Uh, I'd probably go Eagles because I think they got, you know, they got Kevin Byer. You got two two good corners. Um, and then you have Reed Blankenship, who is uh, he's 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 certainly back there, uh, to say the least. But okay, so tail of tape breakdown. We got Eagles quarterback, Niners running backs, Eagles wide receivers, Niners tight ends, Eagles offensive line, Wash on defensive line, Niners got the linebackers, Eagles got the secondary. I guess special teams are a wash too. I mean, actually, no, I'm giving them the edge because Britton Covey, (laughs) who is, I never thought I'd be saying this is like actually a net positive, like a huge net positive uh, on, on, on punt returns and stuff. But all right, well, that's enough for the review. We can move on to hots and locks and then into summit savings. Um, I guess I can, I, I, I don't mind going first. Uh, with the uh, hots and locks for, I get okay. So for my lock of the week, I'm gonna go with the Kansas City Chiefs over the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I know I think Packers are three and one in their last four. I'm gonna go with Mahomes. I think they looked really good against the Raiders. I think they're starting to find some footing actually on that in that receiver room. Maybe get Rashid Rice some more touches. Get let him actually get into a rhythm. And my hot take is going to be Bryce Young and the one in ten Panthers beat the four and seven Buccaneers. Yeah, so those are going to be mine. Uh, Chris or Danny, whoever wants to go next. Uh, go. Yeah, sorry. Um, I was uh, typing them in, so I didn't forget. Okay, so hots and locks for this week. Um, Well, I'm gonna lock in the Falcons over the Jets. Um, I'm locking them because I feel like I've been so trash in my locks recently, and I want to ride my boy Bijan and Cal Pitts. I'm I'm still there. Drake London, I'm still there. Free y'all. Uh, Justin Fields is the Atlanta Falcons in my uh, alternate reality. Trust. Fun ass so, team. That would be so trust, fun. Trust. I'm trying to tell you. So I'm going with that as my uh, lock, and then my hot take. Hmm. I have a couple I was thinking about. But I will say my hot take is Packers over Chiefs. Okay. okay. And I'll tell you why. I see you. I was kind of ignoring Jordan Love because I just didn't believe in him. Not not and not didn't believe because I think he was good. I just, I just, he had just been talked about for so long. I hadn't seen much. I'm like, eh. But I really watched him and sat down and watched him play last week. He looked like a really good NFL quarterback. He looked, you know what he looked like? He looked like a player like Chet or Blake Griffin, who came in on their second year of a rookie year, like they because they benefited from being around good players and being around just the league as a whole. And I know it's been more than two years for Jordan Love, for sure. But you can just tell that that, that matters for late game, decision-making, all that. The same thing we rave about C.J. Stroud doing in this first year. I think Jordan Love does some of the same things. So, um, And I, I don't like how the Chiefs have been looking. So I'll, I'll give the, the, each, the, the edge to the uh, Packers in that one. So that's my, my hot take. Greatest, they're going to be the greatest quarter. I'm just going to say this now. They're going to be the greatest quarterback class of all time. Five franchise quarterbacks in one draft, all within the first two rounds. Great stuff. All right, Danny, floor is yours. 
Yeah, this might be the first time I've ever done this. Uh, my hot take is that the Panthers beat the Buccaneers. The P- Bucks look like they're spiraling out of control. Baker got hurt. Kyle Trask might have to play a football game. I just think <laughs> that ain't that ain't. Done. Oh Lord. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's a, uh, it's not a, good, it's not a good situation to be in for them. Yeah, you might well pull up Cam Newton. I will, I will tell you this. I think the new head coach can give the Panthers a spark. Um, so it's not really like to spike the Bucks. It's I think the new head coach can give the Panthers some new life, same way yeah. Matt Canada's firing did. Interim head coach are are one and zero on their first are always undefeated on their first week of taking over the team. Uh, don't yeah. look that up because I think that's fake. <laughs> Personally, if I were a team, I would just fire my coach every week and then we never lose. But um, that's just hey, that's just common knowledge to me. And then what's, wait, what was the lock? My lock of the week is none other than the Chiefs of the Packers. Okay, so me and you were kind of in the same boat. Chris is going Falcons and then Going opposite of us on the hot take with the Packers over the Chiefs. All right. Well, we can get into Summit Savings to wrap the episode up. Uh, did anyone want to go for I mean, I can go first again. It don't matter to me. I kind of have it set up already. Yeah, I got mine too. All right. I can go first. Um, and we're going to go. I'm going to keep everything Sunday. So, you know. Um, so. I have. I know. I usually avoid the touchdown scores, but I think I want to. I think I want to give it a shot this week. I'm going to give it a shot. I have five touchdown scores, um, and they're all going to be actually in the four o'clock window. There's only four games in the four o'clock window, but I got five touchdown scores. So, you know, bear with me. So, actually, I have two in the Eagles game. I'm going to take Devontae Smith and Christian McCaffrey to score touchdowns. Pretty simple there. Devontae Smith has scored touchdowns, I believe, in two of his last three. Um, and a crucial one last week. And in the past two games, specifically, Jalen's been going to him a lot. Even if he didn't have the touchdown in the Chiefs game, he set them up to to score the one-yard touchdown. So I expect him to get in the end zone. And then what's a 49ers game without Christian McCaffrey scoring? Um, over to Panthers-Bucks. I'm going to take Mike Evans to get into the end zone. He's probably the only trustworthy person on the Bucks. I will take to get in the end zone, and he's one of my favorite players in the NFL personally. And then as for the Panthers, I actually see Adam Thielen getting in the end zone. I, I know taking a Panthers receiver to score is hard, you know, they. but I think they're going to sustain some offense, and I think Bryce Young's going to be able to find him for a score. And then for the last 4 p.m. game, um, I'm going to have Jerome Ford scoring a rushing touchdown. So I got Devontae Smith, Christian McCaffrey, Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, Jerome Ford, all scoring touchdowns this week. Damn. I like that. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not too crazy. I mean, like Adam Thielen scoring is probably a little much, but you know, I got two running backs. I got Mike Evans, who he's always a sturdy pick at receiver score. And then Devontae Smith, who's been hot lately. I think I put some thought into that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother! I like that one. That was lit. I'll go. I'll go next. Uh, Chris, ahead, I'll, let you, I'll let you have some time to marinate. Uh, marinate. So I got Chargers money line over the Patriots, and then the over in the game, and then I got Atlanta Falcons money line, and then over thirty four uh, match points. That just seems too low. 
34 points, bro. That's 18, 18. Um, not going to happen. And then you got Dolphins money line over 49 and a half. Dolphins putting up 35 themselves against the Commanders. Come on. And you got the Steelers money line, the Broncos money line, the Lions money line, oh the Titans God. money line. Oh, my God. And that's it. $10 okay, so pays you... out $17.80. So you said Chargers money line plus over on the game, Falcons money line plus over on the game, Dolphins money line plus over on the game, Steelers money line, Broncos money line, and who else? You said Titans? Yeah, I got Chargers, Steelers, Broncos, Lions, Falcons, Dolphins. All right. That's a lot of money lines, but hey, I'll throw the no sweat on it. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. And yeah, Chris. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely telling y'all two plays. Uh, Danny, that sounds like uh, glass. So you've been talking to the Black Magic Man. I'll talk to you afterwards. Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I'll tell you this. How much for a pound of the, of the Black Magic uh, Powder? The way I cooked this up, I hit. I had a parlay between the 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock slates. And mm. I, cook, I hit every leg on the 1 o'clock slate this week. Damn. Yeah. You should have cashed out, fam. You should have cashed out. I cashed out for 30 and then after the Eagles were down 10 points and then put $30 on the parlay with the Eagles. No, the Eagles were winning and the uh, the Chiefs were down 14 nothing. And I took the Chiefs minus three and a half. They still covered. But the Eagles odds shifted to minus six. The parlay would have smacked if it was still minus three. Damn. It yeah. It would have been, it would have been void on that part. Yeah. Well, it's Chris's time to shine on the on the uh, on the mic. Bad beat of the moment. So <laughs> wow. I'll take uh, CJ Stroud passing yards over. Um, Kyler Murray pass rush yards under because he has to go against T, uh, TJ Watt, and I don't recommend that for anybody. Um, Tyreek Hill receiving yards over. Jonathan Taylor touchdown. Because he's playing against the Titans and they aren't even a real football team. Last time I checked, uh, Derrick Henry touchdown because the Colts don't even have a real football team. Last time I checked, so they're gonna score against each other. And then last, I don't believe in him, and this is gonna push my agenda. Desmond Ritter pass rush yards under because he's playing wow. against the Jets, and I want Justin Fields to be a, a Atlanta Falcon. So this will just help me if he just plays absolute trash. So yeah, Desmond Ritter pass pass rush yards under. That's that is uh hey that that's some uh generational hating right there. But yeah, uh, pushing agendas. That's what hey, I'm gonna do. <laughs> hey, whatever, yo, whatever feed, you know, whatever puts food on the table, whatever, you know, pays the bills, uh, you gotta do it. Um yeah, those hots and locks, those are the sum of savings. I can't I put five touchdown scores on the table, and I think I might have the most reasonable one. But, Banger, actually. <laughs> but hey, we'll see. I haven't really been smacking with the uh Look, when once NBA season is in full effect, man, I'm telling y'all, got y'all with lays. You just waste a lock in, and it's gonna be hard because like we're a weekly podcast, so I can't give you the lays tonight. I'll give you all the Thursday night lays. I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> telling y'all, man, PRAs are the way to go, man. Because because imagine you got Bam out of bio for 30 PRA. What? But that's light. But, that's light. That's in every night. 17, exactly, exactly. Because like, but like, how could? What if he has a a bad shooting night, but he is a monstrous rebounding night. But you don't want to take him for a certain amount of points. It's just 
I'm gonna mush it all together because he's a Swiss Army Knight, and Bam has never let me down. That's why you take the stars, points your balances. If 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 they're all playing on the same night, Jokic, Luca, Giannis, Bam, uh, Trey Young points and assists, not rebounds. He's small. Tal- Halliburton points and assists. Lock it in. SG SGA. PRA. Yeah. Oh my God. It is so free. Just get it. And the fact that that freak's going to be gone. <laughs> the PRA is going to be great. That freak's going to be gone soon. Um, He's going to the Deshaun Watson camp. Nasty. Yeah, so if this was David Stern's league, uh, Josh Giddy will already be six feet under the, wait, wait, wait. under Alcatraz. I heard, heard Giddy got cleared. Yeah. Yeah. They said that, that they had what? It for a while and that it wasn't like a, it wasn't, Foul play. That's what Andrew Bogut said. Now, Andrew Bogut is Australian. He's no, supposed to know something. Andrew, I thought Andrew Bogut said OKC just knew about it, and they didn't do nothing about it. Mm. I've, well, I've seen two different quotes. You know Twitter's a lie, so we got to see. You, you I, I've seen shit saying that she's 15. I've seen shit saying they met when he, she was 17, he was 19. Look, man, you're a professional basketball player. Fuck the right women. <laughs> Just, just go for the batter, older bitch. Go for a cougar, man. This will be censored out of the podcast. Um, it will not. We're an explicit show. Last, last week, we oh, I literally put a clip at the beginning of the show saying the Chargers defense is ass. I also called Jay Davis ass earlier. You're We're an explicit podcast. That's fine. I'm is 21 Char- years old. I don't think a job would ever hunt me down because I cursed on a podcast. I don't is curse Charger- in my writing. So. It's a Chargers defense. Comparable to fucking women, probably, because it's ass. What's who? Who's worse, Brandon Staley or Josh Giddy? Brandon Staley, because he's ruining careers. Yeah, Brandon Staley is yeah. a real criminal. I tell you that he's yes. ruining multiple careers. Josh Giddy's only ruining one, his own. <laughs> and, and with that, minors. Yeah, and with that, yeah. Tony let's, will give uh, us our yeah. roundabout. Yeah, yeah, let's get all out of here. We're talking. We're comparing a, a actual sex offender to Brandon Staley. So, um. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, uh, leave a comment. Um, and if you're listening to this on audio platforms, make sure you leave a five-star rating, leave a download, like the uh, like the episode, and then you'll head on over to the YouTube, do all the same things. Uh, from AP New Freezer, Culture by Migos, DC Comics. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week.